Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Wall Street and Washington, Washington and Wall Street, the fiscal cliff follies continue. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Let Marketplace be your guide to the modern world. Subscribe to the Marketplace Tech Report podcast. Find it on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Thursday, the 29th of November. And you know how every day at the bottom of the newscast, I give you a little summary of what Wall Street did. And if I can figure it out, my best guess as to why Wall Street did what it did. Usually it's just that, a guess. Today, though, no guessing required. At about 11.40 this morning, Washington time, John Boehner, the Speaker of the House, took to the podium to say this. No substantive progress has been made in the talks between the White House and the House over the last two weeks. Dow lost 57 points just like that. Good thing, then, that half an hour later, Harry Reid, the majority leader of the Senate, said this. This is no time for delay. The American people want us to avoid the fiscal cliff with a balanced approach, and they want us to do it right now. Mildly reassuring, so the Dow popped back up 42 points. Words matter. People, words matter. And for those who doubt Washington is watching Wall Street, too, this remark before we move on. Nancy Pelosi, the House Minority Leader, waited until after the markets closed today to take her turn for the microphones. In New York City today, workers at McDonald's and Wendy's and a bunch of other fast food joints walked off the job, demanding better pay and the right to unionize. That last bit about unionizing has traditionally been tough, though, for this group of restaurant workers, as Marketplace's Dan Bobkoff reports. Raymond Lopez earns eight seventy-five an hour as a shift manager at a McDonald's in Midtown Manhattan. He's one of the higher-paid employees, but he says he has to work more than two jobs to get by. Early this morning, he and some co-workers started a day of protests. We're not asking to be millionaires or anything, but just, uh, just a reasonable wage. The protesters are asking for $15 an hour, about double what most fast food workers make in the city. And they want to unionize. Jonathan Weston is with New York Communities for Change, which helped organize today's action. When Walmart um, workers went on strike, you know, workers saw that you know they, they could take on management, they could take on multi-billion dollar companies. Past efforts to unionize haven't gone far. One problem is that fast food workers don't stay long in their jobs. Another is that many of these restaurants are owned by franchisees, not the big name chains themselves. Kate Bronfenbrenner, a labor expert at Cornell University, says this movement is trying to organize like construction workers who go from job to job. They are organizing a fast food workers organization rather than a company by company organization. Organizers say just a few hundred fast food workers walked out today, a fraction of the workforce. But Lopez, the shift manager, sees this as a beginning. This is obviously uh, day one, and the whole purpose of today is just to be heard and to make the statement. A McDonald's spokesperson said the company has an open dialogue with employees and encourages them to express any concerns they have. In New York, I'm Dan Bobkoff for Marketplace. On Wall Street today, well, we went over that before. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. (music) 
if you somehow got through this past election cycle without being spammed by either of the presidential campaigns looking for money, you are in the overwhelming minority, especially Democrats, because the Obama campaign had email fundraising down to an exact science. Joshua Green writes about it in Bloomberg Business Week today. Josh, welcome to the program. Great to be with you. So annoying as these emails were, um, they work, man. Amazingly, yeah, they did. And I think one of the one of the kind of underappreciated stories of the campaign is that all the attention went into super PACs and how much money they were raising. Yeah. But the Obama campaign raised ten times more than online than, than the biggest liberal super PAC did, and most of that money came in through these weird fundraising emails. So what's the secret sauce? How'd they do it? The secret sauce is testing and testing and testing until you find out what works. Hmm. They they not only had a team of 20 people writing these emails, wow. um, but they also had this vast analytics department that would study, you know, which subject lines works best. They basically.